0: This is an RNZ podcast. Every year, the international research company Edelman surveys trust in various institutions, services, governments and companies in 28 countries. And in almost all of them in recent years, it's recorded an annual decline of trust in all sources of general news and information. Now, earlier this year, the company's chief executive, Richard Edelman, presented the results of its latest survey, and they weren't good for the media. Here we go. We believe that we are in a new low level of distrust in the world. In short, media and government today are seen as divisive. They are locked in a cycle of distrust. New sources have failed to fix their problem of trust. We see this as an airplane slowly losing altitude. It's not a crisis, it's not plunging yet, but social media is at a crisis point in Western Europe. Fake news is the core problem. This is a universal dilemma for news organizations and the extent to which social media has polluted the bloodstream is evident by this concern about uh, fake news. Poisoned bloodstreams and planes preparing to plunge, these are not good images for our media. Now New Zealand wasn't one of the countries in that survey released in January, but this week a local survey by an affiliate of Edelman, PR company Acumen, found that trust in our media had dropped to just 41%, well below the global average of 50%. Alarming stuff, and it was reported in several news media outlets, including RNZ. Business Desk, for example, headlined the finding that most people surveyed considered media a divisive force for our society, not a unifying one. And pollster and pundit David Farris suggested on Twitter, increased government funding of our news media was behind the reported plunge in trust. All worrying, if true, but the full report from Acumen actually tells a very different story. That figure of 41% for trust in our media... That's for all media, including social media and not just news media. And a chart inside the full report shows that trust in media has actually risen steadily every year since 2017, when it was only 29%. This year, when Acumen asked people which source for news they trusted, 58% said traditional news media, a much higher proportion than Edelman got in the US, Japan or Australia, and far greater than the 19% of Kiwis who said they trusted social media. 61% said they believed information from news media in New Zealand, again, much better than Edelman's global average, and that majority considering Kiwi Media divisive? Well, the fine print in Acumen's report said that question was only put to half of the sample. Now, that prompted us to put a question to Acumen, what was the sample size, because it's not in their report, and when were people surveyed? No answer on either question yet from Acumen. Now, 46 countries in the world are surveyed for trust in news every year by the Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism. And there was better news in its most recent report for 2021, concluding that trust in news actually grew during the pandemic, especially boosting news outlets known for reliable reporting. Now, sadly, New Zealand wasn't one of the countries that count in that research, And partly because of that, the Centre for Journalism, Media and Democracy at the Auckland University of Technology has been doing its own survey of trust in New Zealand media since 2019, using the Reuters one as a template. Now first time out, Horizon Research found that more than half of respondents said they can trust most of the news most of the time. But last year, that slipped to just under half. And while two-thirds trusted the news they personally chose to consume in 2019, and people were more sceptical than those in other countries about what they saw on social media, last year, that slipped as well. Now Since then, New Zealand's had lockdowns, vaccine passport and mandate debates, anti-government and anti-COVID protests, and much more misinformation and conspiracy theories online. There's been an appreciable uptick in animosity towards the media and individual journalists, even death threat rhetoric and, occasionally, assaults. And there's been suspicion that increasing government influence on the media might be flowing from growing public funding for it. So what then has been the impact of all that on trust? Well, this year's AUT Trust in News survey came out last Thursday, and it found that general public trust in news media is still shrinking – 45% 45% were prepared to say they trusted the news this time. So, do three annual falls in a row mean time to panic? I asked the lead authors of the report, Dr Mary Malalati and Dr Greg Treadwell from the Auckland University of Technology Centre for Journalism, Media and Democracy.
1: It is certainly time to, to worry about not just the nature of the environment that the media has to oper- the news media has to operate in today, but actually response, um, if you like, from the audience, which appears... Uh, At this level of research to be in ongoing decline, the trust in news in New Zealand has fallen uh, each year for both years since we started doing this so there are three surveys, um, obviously that covers sort of two years within them. Um, And the fall is ongoing and steep. And it's now down to 45% of people generally trust the news and stuff I I said, you know, it'll be if we go on at this rate in 11 years time, just 11 years time, no one will trust the news at all. Now, that's flippant and not adequate as to understand the situation, because there is, I think, a difference between what people say they trust and what they actually do.
0: Um, So yeah, it's time to worry. But Miriam, given that there has been uh, so much turmoil in the last couple of years uh, you know, in the global context. Is it perhaps predictable and, and not necessarily a bad thing that the overall fall in trust wasn't any greater than what you've recorded?
2: But if you look at the overall trust, 8% over the three years, and uh, the trust to the news people assume themselves dropped 10%, it is a big drop. A Reuters report, which we benchmark ourselves against, uh, our uh, trust in news going up 6% and we have a decline, so that gap we had is getting uh, smaller and smaller, so it's 1% now. I think also what's happening here is that, you know, think about we have been in a crisis for a few years now, crisis reporting all the time, uh, so... uh of course, the media has been there in you know, government press conferences, etc., etc. So maybe the people perceive that they're doing the government's bidding because they are reporting other issues which are important. But Greg, uh, this
0: survey interestingly asks people specifically which sources and how much trust they have in the sources they use. Uh, were you surprised by any of those results this year? Because uh, there was a decline for most of the, the mainstream media companies, wasn't there? Uh, Yeah, there was.
1: Um, uh, Funnily enough, it's social media that's holding. Uh, But but mainstream news organizations in New Zealand are um, uh, largely falling uh, in trust levels. Uh, Were there any huge surprises? No, I I don't think so. Māori television was very high in the first year uh, that we included them in the the, uh, survey, but now this year have have slipped, uh, you know, what you might call significantly. Um, uh, The Otago Daily Times is very high. Uh, That's a lovely parochial Otago thing, I think, going on there. Um, so n- not not surprised by any particulars except RNZ slipped a bit. RNZ is still obviously, or well, not obviously, but but to be uh, celebrated, RNZ, our public radio broadcaster, uh, is at the top of the tree still, uh, but slipped a bit uh, itself, so um, not surprises, but ongoing concerns, I guess.
0: Well, one of the trends you picked out in previous surveys was that uh, the, the, the perception that that news reporting and opinion was becoming a bit blurred and that possibly the prevalence of opinion in mainstream outlets had kind of, in the eyes of of the people surveyed, had corrupted the news, slightly damaged trust in the news. Uh, Miria, do you still think the, the survey's recording that sense?
2: Yes, uh, we see still, you know, the, the, the first from those uh, qualitative comments what we received, you know, the first, uh, the reason for the mist uh, or distrust of the news was the government funding. The second biggest category was this bias and opinion, opinions in the news. And it came strongly uh, again in those comments we received that people say that just give us the facts just give us the data. We don't care about your, uh, you know, opinions. We don't uh, want the biased reporting. So it's still coming strongly through. So I think, you know, this is, if you think of what can the media do better? Uh, it is perhaps that, you know, somehow we still have to make, clear that what is opinion and what is the news. And there were a few comments. I think you, Colin, also picked up a couple of comments there that, you know, where the people said that, you know, or some journalists say that the people don't know what is opinion and what is a news story. And I think maybe there is some work to do for the media uh, companies and journalists there.
0: Yeah, it was, it was fascinating. One person in the survey happened to be a former journalist and said uh, and shared that opinion. So along with all the others saying, uh, that, uh, that they had certain mistrust and uh, and, and you know, you know certain suspicion about government involvement and so on. Uh, the former journalist said, look, I, I don't think people actually understand uh, where the line is between opinion and, <laughs> and news reporting. And that's an interesting response. And I think we've seen this in, in other surveys that possibly when people say they don't trust the news, Greg, it can be frustrating because often they're not quite clear about What it is that leads them to say that, or you know, perhaps pointing to outlets that perhaps aren't really the ones responsible for that.
1: Absolutely, Um, and the first thing that we need to sort of understand about this type of research is that it's self-reported, right? So it's it's how New Zealand, what New Zealanders, uh, uh, New Zealanders are saying, to what level they believe they trust the news or not and but but, if they really trusted the news to the levels that they 're reporting they're, you know they wouldn 't open a newspaper, would they <laughs> no, uh, and, yet, that's right. and and yet they do, so they do open a newspaper they do go to websites and they do and and we saw um, editors around the country were very strong on this when the pandemic first hit, they saw. Um, in some cases, traffic to their news websites quadrupled because people were returning to mainstream media, if you like, for reliable information. So they say they don't trust it, but when the chips are down, they turn to it. So uh, I think, I think uh, what, what's important here is that, and it is re- don't get me wrong, it's really important for the media, I think, to understand Uh, what's going on and try to build trust but but when you build trust as a news organization you often turn to notions like transparency and understandable Mm -hmm. right but but there's a sense that the the mistrust in news is connected to this wider mistrust of social institutions so from the government down right so uh, some people confuse the media with the government and th- think the media is somehow part of the government and uh, and you know journalists like yourself colin will be you know appalled to think that that people don't understand that you're actually holding those powerful people to account not being part of their uh, propaganda um in a society like new zealand at least so uh, that um, uh, notion that uh, uh, people uh, don't understand the news or don't trust the news—they they still go to it. We asked, uh, you know, about the biases and opinions and so on. As Maria says, is a big, a big part of it. Um, so, so that prompted us to ask, uh, you know, how well do you understand? Do you think how well do you understand how a journalist comes to their story? how a story is developed, you know, because maybe some people we thought just think that journalists sit down and write their own opinion all the time. So we wanted to know how well do people believe they understand uh, our journalistic processes. And, and, you know, I think it was 50 something percent, just over 50 percent said, yeah, yeah, I understand it. Wow. <laughs> you know, this is self-reported stuff, right? Which is why this is just, if you like, the um, the pointy end of our research so so beneath and behind this annual survey we 're looking into some of the more nuanced issues around what is the, the you know, how does the fall in trust relate in the news media relate to the fall trust in other social institutions so uh, you know and, and I think editors and journalists should be working hard to build trust don 't get me wrong but i don 't think it 's just an isolated case of the media suddenly being seen as untrustworthy i think it 's you know the wider, if you like, worrying trends of a fall of trust across social cohesion.
0: Mm. And Miria, you mentioned that in the backdrop of all of this, of course, there's been a lot of emergency-type reporting going on uh, in the middle of a pandemic. Um, but uh, one fascinating finding from this: 2.7% uh, cited news reporting on the COVID pandemic, the health information, vaccine mandates, etc., as a reason for their mistrust. Now, that's low, uh, and I think that's a good thing, given all the noise about this in the media. But interesting that uh, a proportion that low would actually say it is that specific issue. You know, the sort of stuff we've seen protesters waving cards about, uh, only a very small number of people actually believe that that's something that undermines their trust in the media.
2: Yeah, that's a small percentage, but of course, uh, it is also a small group uh, of those who gave some qualitative comments, so we need to take that with a pinch of salt a little bit. But it's, uh, yeah, it it didn't come across as a main kind of reason, Uh, so that was actually really helpful. Uh, What was also interesting to me was that we found out that, you know, 75% of those who we asked uh, about the news and their news consumption say that they are interested in news. And they consuming the news. Uh, So it's, uh, there's a high level of consumption. So it's good that if they consume the news, the interest is high, but that tiny percentage actually thinks that, you know, they don't, you know, they they mistrust because of the COVID or something information. It's good. It's good. Yeah, positive. One positive there. (laughs)
0: And another positive, I suppose, is, Greg, uh, the question that you've asked in all the surveys about the willingness to pay for news. Uh, So one finding there, 22% of people uh, responding saying they had paid for online news content or accessed a paid online news service. We wouldn't have got, I mean, I guess that's, you know, not quite one in four, um, and obviously news companies that want to make money online. Would want that to be higher, but uh, given, I don't think you would have had a response that high. Um, you know, when you began the survey uh, in twenty nineteen.
1: No, I think that's right. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what I think, but then I will hand over and defer to Maria because her she's got uh, research uh, on her own that looks into paywalls and people paying and the relation of that to trust. But you're right, Colin. That is a um, <coughs> a sign, if you like, that people are. I don't know. <clears throat> are they? Um, Finally, giving in. Uh, um, there's been, I guess, some gentle pressure back to the market from news orgs, uh, news organizations, as they put up paywalls and and develop s- subscription models and and other ways to get and even donations. Just appealing to readers, put some money in our bank account, please. Journalism's important. You know, maybe this pressure back on the audience is starting to make uh, people realise that it isn't a lot of money, right? It, it, honestly. Um, The local paper where I live, is as the editor quite rightly points out, every week is half the cost of a cup of coffee these days. So uh, I think, um, you know, people are sort of grudgingly going, oh, all right, I'll pay a little bit for news. But Mary would have something probably more to offer on this because she's done uh, some quite significant uh, research into paywalls and things. So, Mary, would you like to respond to that as well?
2: Oh, thanks. Uh, Thanks, Craig. Uh, Just that, yeah, 22% of the people here say that they have been uh, paying for online news. Uh, So it is uh, higher than uh, international average. Uh, It sits somewhere about 17%. So actually, that is a good figure, uh, 22%. Then 36% say that they supported financially uh, news outlets. So that includes print, uh, digital subscriptions, memberships and donations. Again, I I found that you know really high, so it's uh, I these results were actually a little bit surprising to me. They are uh, they sit higher than I was expecting. So the, it shows that people are gradually starting to pay for the news, which is good.
0: I think that's good too. And um, one final point: uh, there is uh, the Edelman Trust Barometer, is another survey that comes out annually, twenty eight countries or so. Um, Not as extensive as the Reuters Institute survey, which is getting up towards 50 countries now, but it's just interesting, their chief executive presenting their annual results uh, earlier this year, Um, he referred to what you referred to earlier, Greg, that kind of linkage in the public mind between what the government's up to and the media that he said the media business model has become dependent on generating partisan outrage, while the political models become dependent on exploiting it. Uh, Whatever short-term benefits either institution derives, it's a long-term catastrophe for society. Distrust is now society's default emotion, with nearly 60% inclined to distrust. Now, at first, I thought he was just talking about, I mean, that sounds very much like the US situation, but yeah, that they are talking about more than, uh, I think, 28 countries they survey for that one. Do you think Given that the people that did leave comments did want to make this linkage between government influence and the media, do you think what he cited there is actually something that does now apply to New Zealand if, if uh, the survey uh, results that you've got bear out?
1: I, I think you've you know you've nearly put your finger right on 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 it, Colin. I think that is um, you know the wider concern is exactly that, uh, and. Um, Uh, You know, maybe New Zealand, we like to think we were going to be insulated from a lot of the um, global uh, uh, spread of, of misinformation, disinformation, media mistrust, Trumpism, uh, but, but you know, we, we are now a country that lives with terrorism attacks that we once thought we'd never need to. And, and, and you know, so, yes, I, I, I think that our borders culturally uh, have been down and that these things are starting to appear uh, in New Zealand society. Uh, and, yes, it's really worrying. And, yes, it's why we do this research, I guess, is to at least start a conversation in the wider community around um, you know the importance of having a, a, I mean you know I'm sure Mary would agree with me we largely believe the New Zealand media is highly trustworthy so so let's put that on the table but um, but you you know you, you, the media works hard to be trustworthy and yet these results show this disconnect between uh, the way that people understand the media and the way they see the wider world so um, yeah the, the the general I don't know it, it's too early to say that this is a reflection of, of a um, you know a dissolution of social cohesion, I suppose it 's too early to say that, but that 's the risk, yes
0: yeah Maria, when Richard Edelman says uh, the media business model has become dependent on generating partisan outrage i mean that's that 's not true of our news media or the the mainstream sources, for example, uh, that are listed that, that uh, you get people to respond to in your survey, you go through them, none of them you could really say doing that except maybe in in a few instances with a few of their contributors. So it, it almost seems um, a bit unfair. But uh, when you see some of the comments that people left uh, when they responded to you, uh, for example, um, this, this one, a male, 55 to 64, uh, saying... The greatest danger to news media in New Zealand is government funds and grants. they buy journalists and editors. Another danger is allowing interview access only to compliant journalists I mean this narrative has clearly taken hold among some people. What do you think you're going to see next year in the survey um if I guess you may not want to predict it but is this is this something that really you know you and the media now need to worry about this linkage people are making?
2: Yeah, I, th- uh, <clears throat> I think a lot of that the rhetoric comes from the, those protests and movements and some uh, specific sites, uh, and it's been picked up uh, with a lot of people. Um, I don't, I hope so that, you know, the, if we come out of the crisis and we've been, as I said, we've been a couple of years in the crisis, crisis situation, we have been crisis reporting, all kinds of new issues, COVID crisis, you name it. Perhaps when we come out, uh, there is a change uh, how in the, how the people perceive the news and the trust in news, uh, because we saw in a Reuters survey they they did the same dip. So they did three over oh, eleven years. I think the trust was for, uh, falling, and then uh, they uh, last year they picked it up. Uh, 6% on that international average so maybe uh, after the we move away from a crisis and crisis reporting we start to see pick up in a trust but uh, I don't know I hope so where well, it's reminds to be see I'm not predicting anything because this seems to be swaying from one extreme to another. <laughs>
0: That was Dr. Miriam Millati and Dr. Greg Treadwell from the Auckland University of Technology Centre for Journalism, Media and Democracy. And they were the lead authors of the annual survey in Trust in News in Aotearoa, New Zealand.